Blog Talk Radio. On a mountain, in a valley, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of the flames. I beheld only God. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about Enough is Enough. Uh, Brian uh, is on the line. Good morning, Maya. Good morning. We are here. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because she who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing she goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Welcome to You Are Okay, everyone. Today is um, a difficult day for me to be on the radio, and uh, perhaps uh, I probably could have canceled the show and explained to Brian and explained to and left no explanation for our listeners. And we do have a fairly solid, constant group of listeners. And the reason that I would have canceled is because I am in a time of hardship. And I know so many of you have had economic hardship and uh, emotional uh, scarring and hardship. And, and, and we've talked about finding the peace in the moment. And I think for me, um, I know how hard that is. I know how those words can feel so shallow when your human, your humanity, your ego, the things you value as a human uh, just kind of come crushing at you. Over the course of the last several months, starting in October, my parents have been in and out of the hospital starting first with my mother and by Thanksgiving, including my father. Uh, one week my mom, then the next week my dad. And during that time, I, um, I could say, well, you know, I'm learning to accept that I don't have control. But this week on Tuesday morning, I came to recognize I don't have control. And I hate being helpless. And all of you out there who hate being helpless, let's all say it. I hate being helpless. I hate not being able to be God. And on Tuesday morning, I learned that my oldest daughter has throat cancer. Now, all of the signs are there that this will be okay. 
And yet, somehow, it just doesn't feel okay. And all in my heart, I know that no matter what happens, I will survive. And I will grow from it. And I ask God, what lesson is there in this for me? Because I'm having a real hard time finding my peace, my friends. A real hard time. And it's not that I don't know it's there. And it's not that I lost faith. Anyone who has God in their head can't lose faith, you know? I don't even have faith because I don't need faith. (laughs) I know. You know, I know. This is not based on some abstract. It's okay, now all of this is happening, and every lesson in life is not for us individually. There are lessons that we have that other people need to experience, that we experience, and they need to experience their reaction to our experiencing it. So, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of permutations, a, a big word, but it's true. There are thousands and thousands of reasons that thing happen, and everything isn't always about me. But when it comes right down to it, if we say to you, and this is my guide speaking, I just realized, but if we say to you then you need to focus on you and on loving yourself and on what you do and on being accountable for you, then damn it, it can be about all about you. There are times when your pain is all about you. It doesn't matter what other lessons other people are learning. And for me right now, I'm sorting through how can I handle this pain with dignity. You know, one, uh, and I'm certainly open for suggestions. One thing is I don't talk much about it, which may or may not be good. But I will tell you I don't talk much about it because I do not, my, I live in a very small community of phenomenally kind people. And over the course of the time that my mom and dad were ill, they would ask me in public places how my parents were and how are they doing. And I would uh, struggle to keep myself in control because the reality is what I'm afraid of, and that's what we're talking about, what fear has taken away my peace is I was afraid of losing my parents, still am, have accepted that, that they've lived good lives. Now I'm afraid of losing my child. And as the Chinese say, it's the wrong order when a parent goes to a child's funeral. And I have another fear. I'm afraid because a very long time ago, when my children were young, young adults probably, certainly older teenagers, a psychic told me that I was going to lose one of my children. And because I know that seers are not always right, and, and I mean, how often, I read, I, I may sound conceited when I say this, but I read Neil Donald Walsh's books, and I sometimes get to places and I thought, hmm, he didn't feel this one quite right. So I know I don't feel everything quite right, and I don't think every, any seer or psychic sees everything quite right all the time. It's not a 100% batting game. 
But now suddenly here I am faced with a fear that is being mounted by a fear because someone warned me of this fear, of this possibility. And so, my friends, I've kind of set my peace aside, and I'm rambling even here to you this morning on the air. But I think that there isn't anyone out there who doesn't understand the fears that can drive our lives and take our peace away. And also, that it doesn't have one bit to do with how much you believe in God. It has to do with growing as a human being and the lessons that are in life for each of us. And for me, the lessons that will lead me to serving better, to choosing the right words. And so today's topic is enough is enough. And I wrote a little bit about that topic on the chat session um, before we all Looks like, looks like I just started another chat session inadvertently before we all came on board. But um, I send you all um, good wishes today, and I hope that you'll bear with me as I'm out of peace, but I'm not disconnected. Brian, I'm going to let you talk. Well, as we can see, and as I know we've all experienced, there are events and situations that happen in our lives that are not what we would choose if we were to pick a perfect life. But as Mara is speaking here, and as we can see, it can be difficult at times, very, very, very difficult to hold our peace in situations that just seem plain unfair and not right. But as Mara was speaking about, there are lessons for each one of us to learn. And sometimes the lessons for us to learn is to simply be at peace so that we can be the rock for someone else to, to lean up against when they're going through tough times. And that can be our lesson in situations such as this. So to remain focused, to remain at peace, and to remain in the space where you know that all is well, and that all that simply needs to take place for such a horrific and tragic event such as this, to become healed, is to realize the lesson that is to be learned in this situation and to hold the light and the awareness that no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, no matter what anyone else, professional or not, tells you will be, whether that professional be a doctor or a psychic, to realize that there is a greater power within, within you, within me, within each one of us, from where life itself stems. And when we connect in with this space, which brings about the experience of peace, everything that we experience can be healed in our lives. 
this is the space that we need to be aware of, that we need to choose to connect with, so that we can be effective in the world in a peaceful and helpful manner. This is the lesson for today's show, to help one another get into peace. And when we get to the point where we say, enough is enough, this is a good place to get to, because it is a relinquishment of our desire and our attempt to try to do the impossible, which is to try to control another's life. When we let go and recognize that this is happening because there's a lesson to be learned and to be curious as to what that lesson is and to realize that we can only recognize the lesson to be learned when we are open and receptive to the vibration that the lesson would bring to us. And then through the vibration, bring the proper thoughts and understanding as to what would bring about correction in the experience. I've recently said that every aha moment that we have Every spiritual understanding that we come to is a representation that we have opened ourselves up enough to receive, to receive anew. So let us open ourselves up and receive anew. Receive peace, receive love, and experience the joy. This is the lesson that we can learn in this tragic situation, in this tragic event. And Mara, I would offer to you that as you get back into your peace, you will be the rock for your daughter to know that all will be well and that there is nothing to fear. This is the gift that we can give one another when we're standing in that space ourselves. And as we know, when we have loved ones around us that are hopeful and look at a situation as tragic as this and say, I know that everything is going to be all right. It can help that one through the chaos that they're experiencing. It can bring them peace, understanding, and it can give them the strength to move through the experience with dignity and eventually through the experience, coming out the other end, still alive, learning their lesson, and having the effects of their learning be nourished and recognized through the healing. Yes, yes. You know, it all um, reminds me, or maybe I, I should say my guides just reminded me of the... Uh, the story of the Jewish couple that uh, wanted to have a child and um, and did, 
and the uh, child was beautiful, everything they could want. And, and, of course, they planned on a lifetime with the child and, and set out all their hopes and dreams of where this child would go and be and um, how they would contribute to that success. And then the child dramatically died uh, after he was weaned from his mother's breast. And the parents were uh, angry. They were angry at God. And I'll be frank with you right now. I have a bit of anger at God. And actually, I, I want to empower all of you. It's okay to be angry at God. God can handle it. There's no perfect saying that we all have to react perfectly and uh, dispassionately and lovingly at all times to God. And um, so they were angry, and God sent an angel to talk to them about their child and who their child's soul, whose soul was within their child. And it turned out that uh, although they turned their backs on the angel and they would rather not have had God, they believed, uh, or and certainly would rather not have had a child than to lose a child. And I think sometimes when we think those I'd rather not have thoughts, we forget, you know, I, I can tell you honestly, I do not have that thought. I have beautiful grandchildren. I have beautiful memories of my daughter. And I believe I will have more in the future. I believe she will be well. I also had a mass in my throat when I was young. It was not cancer. It was uh, my thyroid. But I understand some what she's going through and believe in the power of medicine. I'm a little angry that when she had signs, apparently, that this was starting as a teenager, that the physicians at Stanford Hospital didn't recognize this. Uh, but putting that aside, um, my we are back to the couple, and the angel is talking to them, and, and the angels explain to them that the soul that was within their son was, or around their son, was a soul that had experienced everything in life but one thing being suckled at the breast of a Jewish mother. And, and, and so much of our pain and suffering comes from our forgetting and that we don't have control over other people. And the experiences that they are living are the experiences they have chosen to live. And whether it's for them to act as a teacher for someone else so that that person can rise up and forgive and be more. Or it is for them uh, to themselves, uh, by obviously by exemplifying poor behavior, we are teachers. Or whether it's for them to exemplify positive behavior and lead people by the example uh, of being more. You know, we all come to this planet with different purposes in mind. And we're back again to that magic word that so often crops up in these morning programs where we are uh, judging experiences, judging what someone else is doing. And in that judgment, um, we are forgetting that we don't have control over their choices. And we don't have control over the experiences their soul came to live. All we have control over is ourselves and how we handle. And I so agree with you, Brian, that, that in fact, I said that today. I was supposed to go to a, a birthday party for a little, uh, my little, my niece.
Peace's little son. And I said, I'm not sure I'd be the happiest person there, but I also recognize, and so I'm not going to go, but I also recognized that I have control over me and I need to get me in control. Because when I get on that airplane, and there will not be a program the next two Sundays, um, hopefully my daughter, I will be able to come back very quickly. That's her doctor's prognosis. But when I get on that airplane next Saturday, I have to be in control. I have to be that rock that my daughter has come to rely on, no matter what I feel like. Uh, You know, I need to be able to control my emotions, and right now I cannot, as you all saw at the beginning of this show. Right now I cannot, but I will. I will because I respect that my daughter's soul got to pick a life course for her her body, for her life experience. And I respect that that will give me an opportunity to make choices about how I'm going to react. And I aim to be strong enough that I will pick my highest choices. And and I don't always. None of us do always. But even when I don't, I know that I'm enough, and I know that being enough is enough. That for all of the choices I make in the moment, it's the best I can do with what's facing me as a human being. And that's the whole thing. Our souls have joined these bodies to experience things that one does not experience as part of God in the whole. So I so appreciate what you're saying, Brian, and it is so definitely true. You know that um, it's important to, to be more, be all you can be for someone. And, you know, that really is a challenge for all of us as we look around. You know, take some time and look around you today. And and are you being all you can be for the people in your world? You know, um, did you really have a few pennies that you could share with someone sitting by the street, but you opted not to do it because, you know, they, they shouldn't be in that position? Well, they came. I always think I don't know which one of the people sitting beside the road is, is might be Jesus or an angel in disguise. I'm of the mind that what I do with my money is between me and God and what they do with theirs is between them and God. But so many people, I hear stories about why it is that they don't share. And And yet, I ask you, my friends, How much, how are you harmed when you do? I would expect you would not share more of yourself or of your money than you can afford to. And if you are sharing more of yourself and of your money, there's a lesson there for you. But when you walk away from a situation, I would like for each of us to believe that we have done our best. And I think on a paradigm, a model for the world, if we each would approach other people with the idea that we have done our best in this circumstance, I think we would see a cataclysmic change in the world. 
just momentous. Because as people begin to believe they are okay, I think there was a guy who did a program called You Are Okay back when I was uh, very young, but as people begin to believe that they are okay and that they are operating at the best they can in any given moment and that they can be different, they can rewrite the script of how they're reacting. And that's what Brian was talking about, how I'm reacting. And they can rewrite that script at any moment, at any time. We all can rewrite the script. And we can say, wow, there's a lesson in this for me. And I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I I can give you a really good personal example. This week, I mean, I don't know. When I learned that I had been going through 12 weeks of this, and I learned that because I went to get my hair colored and learned, and they told me that I had 12 weeks worth of growth. And I thought I had just been in there. And as I look around my house and I realize that there's some places where I have 12 weeks worth of dust probably do. And yet it just felt like yesterday when I was doing all of this stuff. So I got lost. I lost track of time. And basically I got frozen. I got frozen and stopped looking at me. And and, and it was amazing as you, you begin to invite the, these kinds of things almost to you. And uh, as you all know, I've said before, there's a person at work that I prefer not to work with. And... And in typical fashion, we had a meeting on Friday morning, and she always says, my contract provides that I don't work Fridays. doesn't happen very often, but that's what the contract provides. And she always says, well, I, she'll always say something like, I know you don't work Fridays, or I know you prefer not to work Fridays. And, and it's always something like that that I guess some people could see as goading and I guess I am seen as goading and 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 then I always say well that's what my contract provides but obviously uh here we are <laughs> you know and I just leave it at that but I wonder you know why is that and but on Friday morning well actually Saturday morning I finally realized what the issue was whenever I'm in a communication with this woman she always starts with insults about me professionally. And I have a pretty high esteem of myself professionally. I've had a fairly good career. And it's always, and, and the, her disdain is palpable. I mean, you can feel it in the words. And she starts with these, well, this and well, that, and I wouldn't have done that, and you don't understand the law. And she appeals straight away to the one security place I have, the law. How I handle the law, I have control over. Well, I don't have to take the bait. And so I don't have control over her words. I don't have control over her uh, demeanor, but I don't have to take the bait. I don't have to reach down and get angry or let me tell you kind of thing. And so I now 
took time, did a personal assessment, saw how I was relating with this person, that I was taking the bait. Now, why she has that bait, that's really not my issue. I was taking bait. And and I encourage you, as you're looking out and you're saying, oh, I wasn't happy in that moment, except or I wasn't my best self. I'm not happy with that moment. Okay. Take a few minutes. It may take a few hours, not very much longer than a few hours. Figure out why you weren't happy with it, but focus on you. You may have to look at the moment. You may have to look at the other person's conduct. You may have to decide what caused you to rise to a level that you right now don't think was enough or drop maybe to a level that you don't think was enough. I always consider anger a rising up from my peace. But then once you figured it out, say, okay, you know what? Is there a pattern here? Then, then look to yourself and say, now, how do I avoid this in the future? And it may take many, 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 many times to reach a place where you don't take the bait, where you don't allow anger to rise up out of your peace. And in all of those times, that person will be your teacher teaching you to be your highest self and to remember that you are enough just as you are. And I would love to take that wonderful story and wonderful realization that you just shared with us and expand upon it and extend it into the very situation that you are experiencing now. Just like that situation with your coworker, this situation with your daughter is having an effect to where it's placing bait out there and you don't have to take the bait and you don't have to lose your peace. You can recognize that in doing so, all you're doing is giving your power away. And as you give your power away, you give away the possibility of the solution to the problem coming about more efficiently and more effectively. Because as we give our power away, that does not mean that God cannot step in and still bring about a miracle. It just means that we are taking out our part in allowing that to be the experience for ourselves, and for the one that we can help by realizing for ourselves the truth, holding that space, holding that light, and helping one another to come back into the light when we find ourselves outside of it and to recognize who we truly are. So we do not need to take the bait in any situation. And whenever we have come out of our peace, we can recognize and realize that we've taken the bait and that we can spit it back out again and come back into peace. Yes. Yes. I think that it's so true. And and it does help, my friends, to keep in mind. Uh, I'm so pleased that, that my guides nudged me to remember the Jewish couple. It's so 
much easier to keep your peace and to go back to your peace if you remember you are here to experience your life experiences that you chose to experience, chose to experience, and they are here to live the ones they chose to experience. And it's not our job to redefine, and maybe... Maybe this person that I was describing is simply here so that I have someone to forgive. So that I can feel the wonder of forgiveness. And that person can feel the wonder of forgiveness. One giving, one receiving. Like the story of the little angel in Neil Donald Walsh. I realized yesterday that I am going to start manifesting myself liking this person which means that when she walks into my office she's not going to walk in to a place that's full of apprehension to the point I have a migraine you know of what's going to next because in doing that one wow that's huge I just realized this a serendip- moment of serendipity in doing that one heightened one takes themselves out of responsibility for the situation in which we are in, one finds themselves in. But the reality is, whenever there are two people interacting, both of them are making choices about the direction of the interaction. And when I was when I was going through all of this in my mind last night and thinking about it, because I was so sad at myself that I had allowed my voice to get tense, I was really angry at myself and felt like I needed to excuse and justify something we talked about two or three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. And and as I was looking at that, I realized, you know what? I'm accountable for my behavior. I can't blame her for my choice. And so now I'm going to try, instead of dreading time with her, I'm going to look forward to it, even if I have no control over how she's going to act. I do have control over myself. And instead of dreading, oh my gosh, what's going to happen and get myself all upset and sick, I'm going to go the other direction. Wow, how exciting. I'm going to have this test that I'm going to pass. I'm going to be more than I've been in the past. I'm not going to allow my peace to go away. And What is the lesson in it? The lesson in it for me, and I have heard this so much since Friday morning, is everyone is not going to agree with me. There are people out there who do hold me in disdain because of the spiritual beliefs I have, that we are all enough and that we are all part of God, and that God's not judging us. God is not a judging God. And that every one of us is going home. And I need to be able to withstand their mocking and their their disdain for my beliefs and and to set those beliefs forth no matter what their reaction might be. And I pretty much do. I pretty much do. But now I'm having more lessons on a different front so I can get stronger. But both of these situations are very similar. 
I recognize because both of them involve my being helpless, my being unable to control everything and have it be my way, except as it relates to me. Brian. What a powerful, powerful, powerful realization and choice that you've made with your situation with this lady at work. You see, so often we miss out on the lesson. But as we all know, the lesson will come around and come around and come around and come around still until we finally learn it. So often there are people in our lives that come into our experience that just rub us the wrong way. And we say to ourselves, this person needs to be out of my experience. They either need to leave or I need to leave. And we run away from the situation. But what we then find out is that later on, sometime down the road, a similar type of person in the way they behave and react and act rubs us the wrong way again. And we begin to realize that we're the problem here, not them. If we have buttons that can be pushed, that's the problem. Not the fact that people are pushing the buttons, for they are actually doing us the biggest favor by showing us that we have buttons that can be pushed. They are shining the light unto us, helping us to see that there's an imbalance within us. If we can learn from each, every situation, from every person that we might say is a problem, a thorn in our side, and recognize instead that they're actually a wonderful, wonderful brother and sister, like Mara keeps mentioning about the angel. And one angel tells the other, or one soul tells the other, that I'll come and do this for you. But do not forget who I am. The people who love us the wrong way are actually our greatest teachers. Circumstances and situations in our lives that pull us out of our peace are actually a wonderful opportunity to become more clear, to recognize more strongly who we truly are, and to live from that space. And that is the lesson that can be learned in this particular situation and both of these situations and circumstances that you have shared with us today, Ma. What a wonderful show. I knew this was going to be a wonderful show when we talked earlier before the show began. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I think it is too, Brian. I so appreciate your your uh, comments, your thoughtful um, demeanor, and uh, basically just the way what is is interesting to me, uh, Brian and listeners, is Brian's words resonate within me. They evoke memories of of other times, uh, and, and it was so. It, it to me the connection is shown whether it's uh, him talking about me being the rock, and or a person being the rock and recalling that. There was a time when my oldest daughter was very unhealthy as a child, and and her physician told me I was her rock. 
I was her rock. And in that, all those were choices, and there have been others today that have just echoed back to to memories and, and reconnecting all of this fiber into a beautiful tapestry of life, you know, and just realizing that even the imperfect moments provide us a chance to remember who that other person is. Remember who I am. And, you know, and that really goes to the um, Rabia the Mystic quote that I read at the start of all of our programs. In a valley, on a mountain, I beheld only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted amidst the sparks of his flames. I beheld only God. All there is is God. All of us are God. This is not something that is unheard of in religions around the world, in philosophies around the world, but it is something for some reason we as human beings resist believing. And I think in part we resist believing because it's a challenge then to live a godlike life. Because if you use the word love, in place of God, it's a challenge to live a love-like life. It is so much easier to fall to our lower passions. And I really think that's why we love the human body so much. Is it provides us so many chances to choose between light and dark. It provides us so many opportunities to experience the wonder of a right decision and to feel peace, peace against something. When we're with God, when we're with love, there is peace, but it's peace that has no counterbalance. There's nothing to measure it against. Here as humans... We have much to measure peace against. And therefore we can feel the full and exciting dynamic moment of peace. And that's why we choose this form. Always evolving toward that place, that moment that so many of you share with Brian and I of knowing the feeling of peace. We only have 17 minutes left today, and I would like for us to use a portion of that 17 minutes to join our spirits together, sending peace to the world and healing ourselves and others with that message. And Brian, with your permission, I'm going to do a very small, or with your agreement, uh, a very small lead-in, and then I will uh, switch the music over to um, Daniel Kobiak's Pathless Journey. And because we get so close to the end and we don't get a chance sometimes, except when the show is off and you'd have to listen in the archives, 
to say how much we value and appreciate your coming. Please know we do. Please know we do. And please know also that I do read the chat room when the show is over. I'm not real good at doing two things at once. Well, sometimes, but not typing and talking two different uh, two different topics about two different topics but i we so appreciate what you write in our chat room we so appreciate the time that you come and listen to us and and we're we just thank you thank you for that and every time you join brian and i we are uplifting ourselves all With God, we are joining our breaths with God. And in that process, we are reminding everyone who listens to this program until time immortal or when it goes down, whichever is first, that they are valuable and that God is sitting right beside them, waiting to take their hand. And so if you could put yourself into a comfortable position, I'm going to play Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul. No, I'm not, because I saw that we've already done that. Let me go down here and see if I can find something. I'm going to play Project Divinity Floating. And then, Brian, I will play uh, Randy Lee Church Unwind for your piece. But let's try with Project Divinity Floating, and we're just going to just take a few minutes begin to breathe together and unite ourselves as one. We're going to remember ourselves. Please pull your breath in. I encourage you to act as though your breath, your toes, your soles of your feet are your nose because in doing that you will elongate your breath. And pull that breath up and pull it with anticipation because you are pulling this energy through your body and you are going to unite your breath with the breath of God. Come, let us breathe with God. So pull your breath up the front of your calves, the front of your thighs. And if you can't take one long breath and you need a new one right now, sip in some breath. Try to avoid blowing out. To be honest with you, I do not blow out the entire time I'm talking to you. I simply sip more breath in. Coming up, you're going to go past your baser feelings, your base chakra, the zone of your fears, and we're going to release those fears. Our breath is going to cleanse out that zone. And so our breath is fearless as it moves up. And you'll come to your, excuse me, your sacral chakra, And as you're there, that's the zone of creativity of all new things, both life, thoughts, words, and deeds. And we're going to pull that creative energy up as we pull fearless, creative energy into your solar plexus. And today I'm going to ask you to focus on that zone, that zone of healing. Feel the yellow energy of the solar plexus of that chakra. Feel it cleansing your body as the breath you are pulling in cleanses your body of illness. And send it out, a healing, loving energy to all around us. Pulling your breath up to your heart, I'd like you to square your shoulders and expose your heart. 
feel a beacon of love coming out of your heart as you pull fearless, creative, healing, loving energy up through your body, through your breath, to your throat chakra, the zone of words. I can honestly say that that is probably the most violent part of our body right there. Our words. And I want you to forgive yourself for all words you have spoken to others and forgive others for all words they have spoken to you that have caused and ignited the world wars that we live in, whether within our families, as nations, including the words that you war against yourself with by recognizing a falsity by believing a lie that you are not enough. Pull the breath up now, and as it comes to the third eye, the zone of manifestation, manifest peace. The greatest gift we can show others and we can live is peace. And now pulling this creative this fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up. Open the top of your head and allow your breath to leave your body and merge with the breath of God. And as you do, reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God beside you. And as you breathe out, breathe out, I am enough. Reach out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of a listener's God beside you so that we have now formed a circle of man-God, human-God, woman-God, a circle of light filled with loving, creative, healing energy. Loving, creative, healing energy. And Brian is now going to lead us in a meditation. Thank you, Brian. As we have come together in this space, as we are joined and united, we experience ourselves as we truly are, as a unique and glorious expression of the one experience which can be called life, God, love, source, universe. It is all simply the same experience being seen from a different vantage point, if you will from a different angle. That does not make one angle more beneficial than another. That does not make one angle right and one angle wrong. We see now that at the core we are joined. And as we keep our attention on this point of connection, 
we recognize that each one is our brother and sister. That each one is already a part of us. And to condemn anyone is to condemn and push away a part of yourself. And to recognize that as we choose to accept and to love, which can be a very difficult thing, everyone who comes into our experience. We learn our lessons well and we become more clear and we understand more deeply who we are and who they are. A perfect and glorious representation of life itself. And we block ourselves so easily from the experience of the truth of who they are and who we are. We have learned so well to believe that we are less than whole, less than perfect, and that we are separate from one another, and that we must take care of our own to live the best life that we can, to get ours before someone else gets it. And we're realizing that this is all sinful, that this frame of mind and this objective in our actions only brings about a separation in our experience but not in actuality, not in truth. The truth is we are all joined and we are all in every moment, whether we recognize it or not, are helping one another to recognize the truth of who we are. And as we open up and hold the willingness to recognize this truth and to have it come so fully into our experience that all anger, that all pain, that all suffering and all grief fade away as we replace the idea of separation and that someone is trying to hurt us with the truth that we are connected and that one is truly trying to help us. For if we were to have faults that made us truly believe that we were separate and these beliefs were never challenged, we would live in that space for eternity. But the truth is 
that we are internally and eternally connected. And that one who comes along, any situation that comes along, that loves us the wrong way, is simply an opportunity for us to see and recognize that we were not seeing and recognizing and therefore experiencing the totality of who we are and who they are. And each moment, each situation, every circumstance gives us the contrast in which to see when we are being and living from the space of truth that we are and when we are reacting and experiencing ourselves as we are not. You cannot miss this experience for when you are at peace you are joined with Source and when you are out of peace you have disconnected yourself from your center. And a simple shift of attention, realizing the truth, can bring us back to truth. And sometimes this experience can come to us through a friend, through a loved one. And sometimes this experience and this truth can simply come from an internal choice to shift within ourselves and experience the truth and beauty that life offers in each moment. But every time this is experienced, no matter the outcome of the experience, no matter the circumstance in which the experience is experienced, it always brings us to the same place. And that is back to the center, back to the core, back to truth, which is where we sit, where we abide, is the experience that we are experiencing now. So for the next few breaths, Just allow yourself to be in this space. Experiencing the energy, experiencing the flow, and allowing yourself to be in this space, completely open, completely receptive, and flowing with the energy. This energy and this space gives us a wonderful opportunity to be, to recognize who we truly are. 
empower ourselves in the simple recognition of the truth, to be empowered and to empower others from this space, from this experience. So let us carry this vibration with us as we go throughout our days. Let us carry this vibration with us as we go through every experience that we have in life, whether it be desirable or not so desirable, recognizing that it's always our choice as to what vibration we're connecting with and therefore which vibration we are empowering in our experience and therefore which vibration we are sharing with those around us. Let us choose the higher vibrations. Let us choose for peace and love. And let us choose to experience the joy that inevitably comes with such a vibration in every moment as we go throughout our days. We thank you all from the bottom of our hearts for joining us this morning in this space. And as a reminder, we will not be back for the next two Sundays as there will be much activity taking place on those days that will keep us busy from being here with you in this space. But that does not mean that the vibration of this show is not available to you in each and every moment. For you can choose this vibration and the experience that it gives whenever you so choose. And Mara, I want to commend you and thank you for continuing with this show today, giving your state of affairs and your emotional state of being, having the willingness to work through what you are feeling and to share that experience with me and all the listeners who are here today. Having that willingness to do that shows that you are staying strong and staying in the experience of peace to whatever degree, even though the situation is tremendously difficult and trying. Thank you. Thank you, Brian, and peace be with you all. Namaste, my friends. Namaste, Brian. Namaste. Take care.